0: Wherever you may be tonight in Southern California, cruising around in Los Angeles or elsewhere, listening on 710 or worldwide on the ESPN app. Tonight, night one of the Scott Kaplan show, watching the Dodgers and the Mariners. Mariners just hit a three-run home run. Mariners take a 4-3 lead right now. That game's in the bottom of the third. I'm keeping my eye on the Clippers and the Mavericks. Mavericks leading 75-69, 620 to go. In the third quarter, and I'll update you on the Angels, the Padres, and any of the breaking stories that happen tonight as we get rolling. Okay, so listen, I was talking about hard knocks, and I'm watching the HBO series Hard Knocks, and I find the Rams to be fascinating because I think that the NFL got it right. That if you're going to cover a team, they've got a brand new stadium going from a legendary downtown spot like the Coliseum to the brand new SoFi Stadium. And how interesting is it that this new five billion dollar football palace will be played in this year but the fans aren't going to be there or at least that's kind of what we think so let's talk to the chief operating officer of the rams kevin demoff on the scott kaplan show on 710 espn hi kevin
1: good evening scott welcome to the program
0: well welcome to you to you, you to your program you? welcome to sure. you
1: it's good uh, the, the 10-day contract worked and so we're glad to have you for the season
0: well, I'm glad to be here. You know, I turned a 10-day contract into a one-year contract. And, and I'll tell you totally truthfully because I love to do this stuff on the air. I was offered a two-year deal. I took the one-year deal. I, I remember when Joe Flacco said, I'll just play on this, on this deal and then see what happens. And he won a Super Bowl and turned it into a mega deal. I'm planning on winning the Super Bowl and becoming Stephen A. Smith's contract. you understand what I'm saying? I do,
1: but then there will be questions about whether Scott Kaplan is elite.
0: That will be a question. Is he really an elite talk show host? You know, the the question happens all the time. Is he an elite quarterback? Is he an elite talk show host? We'll have to find out. He he bet on himself, Kevin. That's what he did.
1: (laughs) Well, we're happy to bet along with you.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about a couple things. First of all, last night, were you doing what many people were doing? Did you watch Hard Knocks on HBO after the Laker game?
1: Uh, I actually watched it with our family on HBO Max. So. Uh, I was towards the end of the Laker game, seemed like the Laker game was over. But having already seen uh, the Rams part, it's always interesting to see how they put it together. But we watched it as a family at some point during last evening.
0: Okay, I found the Jalen Ramsey house hunting to be one of my favorite parts of the show. Did you you get a kick out of Jalen Ramsey who says, I'm trying to set myself up, not just for now, but for life after football, I mean, he's got visions of what his life's going to be. He's trying to buy a house and get established in Los Angeles now. What do you think?
1: Well, I think for all of us who have gotten a chance to meet Jalen since we traded for him last October, you're always just impressed by his demeanor, his maturity, uh, his love for football, his love for Los Angeles, and what a great teammate he's been. He, he's been an exemplary professional from the time we came, and what you're seeing on on Hard Knocks, especially the bit about him coaching up Terrell Burgess. I thought was just as enlightening, you know, as the house hunting. But I did mention to to him today, to Jalen, I said, it's a little bit creepy that they staged your house knowing everything about you. Uh, I don't think that I would like that. So uh, that, that was, was the creepy. part that struggled with me the most on, uh, on the house hunting scene was how they'd done everything for him. But I think the whole evening when you got a chance to see Jalen from his competitive nature on the field to his demeanor off of it, is an example of why we traded for him and why we think he'll be such a big part
0: of our future. All right, so Kevin Demoff is the chief operating officer of the Rams. We're talking about having watched Hard Knocks on HBO last night, which is documenting Rams training camp, how they're dealing with COVID, stadium-related issues, et cetera. So Jalen Ramsey goes house hunting, and you say that it's kind of creepy that they staged the house for him. See, there was more to that story that I, in fact, I want to even know who the realtor is. I want to speak to this person. I want to know where is that house. I want to know how much is that house currently listed for. And I want to know if it was built as a spec home that somebody was like, look, we've got a superstar NFL player coming here. Let's dress the place up like it's a recruiting trip. You go on a recruiting trip. They put a Jersey in your locker. They put your name on the back of it. They put your name up on the the big screen. They get you excited. They were recruiting Jalen Ramsey to buy the house, Kevin.
1: Yeah, no, They were, so I want to know if Scott Kaplan shows up to look at the house, whether they're you know, building a mini studio for you to record in and, and how it looks, right? Or if any of us show up that it looks like that. But it certainly looked like they went through the hoops for, for Jalen, and rightfully so. If you've got a house on 31 acres, you need to sell it to someone. Yeah, right,
0: right, right. Like you've built that house and you just hope that a movie star or a football player comes to buy it. I also thought it was really interesting how Jalen Ramsey said the day he was traded from Jacksonville to LA was the best day of his life.
1: Yeah, he certainly said it was one of them. So I hopefully we can make that come true. And it was a great trade. I think it, you know, certainly set in motion, getting our defense back to where we think it it certainly can be. Uh, and the amazing thing about Jalen, he's young, he's talented, he's a great leader, our defensive backs respond to him, and, and we think he'll be part of a, a really deep defensive back core moving forward.
0: All right, we're talking to Kevin Demoff, he's the Chief Operating Officer of the Rams. I also must tell you that one of the things I loved about this uh, episode of Hard Knocks is we've gotten to see Jared Goff grow up from the first year when the Rams first moved to LA, to his rookie season, to where he is now, and he's a different young man who's now in his backyard um, chipping golf balls trying to put you know hole in ones holes in one and and he's back there he's got his girlfriend and he's got his roommate which is his buddy and it's really interesting to see you know the last 4 years or so from when Goff was a rookie and Hard Knox was covering the Rams to where we are today.
1: Yeah, I mean I think if you go back in time, you know, the Hard Knocks portrait of Jared in his rookie year was unflattering uh, and probably one of the reasons I think they're there's so many members of the national media who struggle to see Jared for what he is, which is a you know, truly exceptional quarterback who leads our franchise. And I think this time around you see him in his comfort zone. You see him with Sean as they start their fourth year together, you know, and just how in control he is of his team, this offense, and his life. And I think one of the things people forget about Jared, he's just 25 years old. He's still a baby. And, you know, that was one of the great things about drafting him so young and letting him grow and all the experience he has under his belt. But he's not even entering the beginning of his peak years as a quarterback. And I think that's, you know, such a great testament, his growth of the few years to, you know, himself, to his family, to Sean, to everybody around the organization. But I think you're true. You know, he, he is a quiet confidence, a, you know, a great sense of humor, and we're so fortunate to have him leading our team.
0: Kevin Demoff, the COO, the Chief Operating Officer of the Rams here on the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN. I will say probably my favorite part of the episode last night, not that I called you to break down hard knocks, but since we're having this conversation, um, watching Andrew Whitworth, I've always loved this guy. I can remember last year a game you guys were playing up in San Francisco, Santa Clara, and you guys lost the game, but he afterwards, I can remember him like, I don't know if he was signing autographs or taking pictures with military guys. I mean, it was a, it was kind of, I just remember him looking so down, but yet he was, you know, going out of his way. I've always liked the guy. I didn't realize um, the seriousness of how COVID had struck his family. So he had it. His wife had it. His four kids had it. His in laws moved in. They had it. Mother in law handled it. Father in law, five days in the hospital. I just thought it was really cool that Andrew Whitworth was willing to be um, so pert, so, you know, allowing us to be, to get into his personal life that way.
1: Well, I think it's great. You know, when Andrew decided to come back to play this year, I don't think anybody expected it to be under the COVID circumstances that it is. But I think what you see in the episode, him talking about COVID, how he's explained it to, you know, our players, his teammates, is a reason he's such an exemplary leader, right? He He's honest. He's vulnerable. He shares his experiences. He pumps his teammates up. You know, today in the middle of practice, a little bit of a skirmish, Broke out and he's there to break it up and set everybody straight. You know we are so fortunate to have Andrew Whitworth and certainly, you know his free agent signing in 2017 will go down as one of the best free agent signings in Rams history. And we're also fortunate to get to be around him, to see his leadership style and to see the way you know everybody on the team gravitates to him. Offense, defense, coaches, staff. Uh, he's just a you know a player without peer. In our organization, in terms of his leadership style, and just he, you know, he's not loud, uh, but people listen.
0: I also thought one thing about Sean McVay. You know, he can He comes into a team meeting and he tells everybody. He goes, "You know what I love about what's happening with this team?" He said, "I love how we're becoming a team organically." And he shows video of Aaron Donald working with another defensive lineman, and and he says, "Here, take take a look." In fact, here I'll I'll, I'll play it for everybody. Here's here you go, Kev. Here, here's what McVay said in a team meeting go ahead and play it guys one thing that you guys have really done organically on your own that i think is as important as anything is coming together as a team watch ad on this next rep coaching up jonah williams in terms of hey making guys come back let's do it the right way coaching them on some things we can do better how exactly do we want to have that balance understanding the intent of the drill Ah. When you see guys doing those things, communicating amongst one another, that's what's special. Yeah, I like that. I thought it was pretty cool, Kev. What'd you think?
1: Uh, I look. I think one of the great things about this hard knocks with two teams, you're seeing two exemplary coaches uh, in front of their organizations. And, and Anthony Lynn is a terrific leader of the Chargers, and I, I think one of the better coaches in the NFL. And you know, we got a chance to interview Anthony in our you know hiring process, and we're just blown away by him. I would say from start to finish. Uh Anthony Lynn was the person who changed our minds the most uh when he sat down and really made you want to spend more time with him. But I think the clip you played and everything you see about you know Sean on, on this show is why we're so fortunate to have him be the head coach of the Rams and you know what he says right there, you know highlighting the little things our guys do doing in a team meeting you know aaron donald <clears throat> excuse me Aaron Donald, you know five.
0: Kevin Demoff is with us. Take your time, man. Take your time. Sometimes, sometimes you're in the middle of saying something, and all of a sudden,
1: able to come have a conversation, right? But
0: am I a pain in the ass? I call you in, at the middle of dinner with your family. What a pain in the ass I am, you know?
1: You know what? We've had dinner together every night for the past six months, so I, there, I am plenty happy to be interrupted. Uh, but uh, Aaron Donald, two-time defensive player of the year, five-time All-Pro, spending time with Jonah Williams, undrafted rookie defensive tackle. Going through the drills, going through the way it should look like, and Sean highlighting that. And I think if you ever sit in a team meeting with Sean, he's always pulling out clips of players helping each other, offense, defense, and the way this team comes together. You know, even today, just walking by uh, the team meeting as we were coming back from testing, he was showing a run drill from yesterday, you know, with 11 players and highlighting each member of the offense and what they did to spring an eight yard run. And I think, you know, Sean takes such great pride in the little details of teamwork, of culture building. You know Everybody thinks of him as the offensive mastermind, as this you know, young coach with all the answers, who memorizes all the plays. But where he excels is in communication, leadership, and wanting to build culture. That is always where his head is at.
0: Well, listen, I just hope we get to play football this year because all the things you're talking about, I mean, this is a really tough division, obviously with San Francisco and Seattle and you know a young up-and-coming star quarterback, or so it seems, with Arizona. So, Kevin Demoff, let me ask you, as the Rams will move into SoFi Stadium, and I love the introduction uh, on Hard Knocks because they show sort of the construction, the time-lapse construction. As the Rams get ready to move into this new stadium, what do you think is ultimately going to happen? Do you think that it will be literally an empty stadium? Or, like I read Kansas City, for example, the the, the Chiefs are going to put 16,000 in a 74,000-seat stadium. That sounds like a hollow high school football game in an NFL football stadium. What What is going to happen, Kevin?
1: Well, look, I think the most important thing, Scott, is for our players, our staff, organization to keep everybody healthy. First and foremost, the steps to playing football this fall in the NFL are making sure that we can protect our players, coaches, and staff and build a healthy environment each day. When you wake up, when you go to work, that has to be the priority. Anything else beyond that day in keeping your staff healthy is something that you're projecting. And then from there, I think it's making sure that we're taking care not only of our organization but of our citizens and making sure that we're making the best interest in our case, for Los Angeles County, for Southern California, and what's right for our community and our fan base. I would love to have 70,240 people screaming at SoFi, chanting, whose house, Ram's house. I also want to make sure that this community, you know, can continue to improve our numbers as we attack the coronavirus and try to get better and try to get safer. And if that means no fans for September or October or all season, then that's what's most important. SoFi Stadium is going to be an amazing stadium for decades to come, and we will have so many terrific Rams memories there moving forward. But most importantly, I want to make sure that we don't do every, anything to ever put one fan in harm's way by opening up a stadium to fans too soon. So we're going to sit with L.A. County. We're going to sit with the state. We're going to follow the CDC guidelines. We're going to talk to the NFL and its medical staffs. We're going to talk to our players and our organization. And when we feel it is truly safe for fans to come back, we can start to entertain what having fans in the stands for Ram games looks like.
0: Well, let me ask you this, though, and that's a great answer. But what happens if you go on the road and they allow fans in a stadium that you're in? I mean, don't, it's like, wait a second, we're doing everything we can to make sure that, that we don't get it, give it, whatever. And now we come to play a game and there's, I don't know, 15,000, 20,000 people in the stands. I mean, will you think that's fair? Or, I mean, are you even contemplating that?
1: You know, I, I don't worry about the fairness aspect of that. To me, you know, that is such a low priority in the COVID world that we're in. And if, you know, other communities across the country are doing well enough where they can welcome some semblance of fans back, I think that's fantastic. And the healthier our country gets, the better it is. And if that means we go to other places and play with fans in the stands, then we'll make sure we play our best with them. This team has been tremendous on the road in front of full houses now. You know, I really do wish we were playing Seattle really early in the year. <laughs> you know, maybe to have fewer fans there in that <laughs> experience. But, you know, the most important thing is that we keep our players safe, the NFL keeps each other safe, that we're able to play as many games as we can, as safe as we can. And if this is a year when not everything lines up fair, well, that's just the way it is. That's such a small factor to me in these things. And when I watch the Lakers earn the number one seed and not have – fans are home court advantage the Clippers have the number two seat you know I think everybody has to look at this year and understand you know that what we're trying to do is be leaders and examples of how you can live healthy come back to work and keep one another safe and it's our job to focus on that and if that means that we walk in a hostile environment and people can't come into a loud you know an excited so you know that it's just what this year will be and our, I know our fans We'll be there hopefully in 2021 to make all the difference, and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, i got to get into that stadium. I can't wait to get in and see what's going on there. Uh, looks... uh, we're,
1: you know, I can't wait. We're going to scrimmage there on, on Saturday night uh, at 520 as we start to get a, a handle to prepare for our opener against the Dallas Cowboys, and it's going to be an amazing sight to see our players take that field for the first time, even if it's in practice. Uh, it's been a long time coming.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I, I thought, wasn't there supposed to be, there was a concert that was going to open the stadium originally? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Swift uh. yeah. And, and so now, I guess you don't really need a big dress rehearsal. I mean, you just it's like, hey, we're just going to play a football game in here. How many people do you think will be in the stadium on a, on a night when the Cowboys play the Rams? What do you think, maybe 200, 300 people, 400?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're trying to look. The L.A. County numbers are about 300, so each team is going to have 53 players, 20 coaches, uh, you'll have NBC and their broadcast crew and the stadium crew necessary to put it on. So it'll be strange. But even, if, you know, you start to think about it. But, you know, we still need the dress rehearsal. The coaches need to practice going to the coaches' boxes. Our players need to practice going to the locker room and coming out of the tunnel. The coaches need to look at where the down and distance boards are and how they track the game. You know, our video board crew needs to learn how to operate it, you know, during the two-minute, you know, drive and what that looks like so there's a lot of learning that needs to come in a stadium even if there are no fans to make sure that for our players for the national audience and for rams fans you know that we create the best environment possible to allow our players and coaches to thrive
0: kevin demoff the chief operating officer of the rams kevin it is a great conversation thank you very much for leaving the family from dinner for a little while appreciate you glad everybody's healthy and looking forward to the kickoff against the cowboys september 13th appreciate it man thank you. Appreciate
1: it, Scott. So glad to have you on the station and we'll go back to dinner and toast you, you know, signing that one-year deal and we'll find out, are you truly
0: elite? (laughs) We will find out in one year. Thank you, Kev. Appreciate it. Take care, Scott. All right, you too. Kevin Demoff, the chief operating officer of the Rams, did like a full breakdown, you know, of, of hard knocks last night and then turned it into what I know a lot of Rams fans wanted to hear about, which is, what's going to happen with the stadium this year, and will you have a chance to get into it? And as Kevin was saying, Saturday night, big night, Rams dress rehearsal, let the players know where the locker rooms are, how to come out, know where the clocks are and what you know, coaches where the press box is and how to get down at halftime to the locker room. Excellent conversation, Kevin Demoff. Appreciate that. Okay, coming right back. Let's get back to the Lakers. What happened last night? What's going to happen tomorrow night? Let's get back to our poll question. What is bothering LeBron? He says it's more intricate than basketball. What is bothering LeBron? And Charles Barkley says, get ready, Laker fans, because Portland's about to break out the brooms. I'm going to get to all of that coming up. This is the Scott Kaplan Show on 710 ESPN.